Yes. Glory, glory. I believe I have the word for today. My, my, my. You know, when, when there's a lot of people that are missing and things come up, I, I learned something about church a long time ago. It doesn't take people to have church. I bring the presence with me. Come on. I am the house of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. You, you, you know, you're hearing what I'm saying? We, we, when, when there's a lot of people that I can have church all by myself, I do in my car every day. Amen. When I'm driving, I was driving last week, coming down 70, and I mean that people were crazy, and I just started, the presence of God started filling my car, and I had to pull off 70 because my tears were so filled with, my eyes were so filled with tears, I thought if I don't pull off, I'm going to be one of them, because I can, I bring the presence of God. Are you hearing me? He inhabits the praises of his people, and so whether, even when, when we're missing a drummer, even when we're missing uh, 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 other people, I bring the presence of God with me. I, I don't need any, I don't need an instrument. I don't need a shouter. I don't need anything else. I do it all by myself. Are you hearing? Some of you need to learn the secret of that, that you, you don't have to come here just to step into his presence. When I wake up in the morning and my feet hit the floor, I say, good morning, Heavenly Father. I, I bring the presence with me. When I'm in the shower, his presence is with me. Amen. When I'm driving, when I'm here in this place. So, amen. Some of you are just the recipient of what some of us brought. But you need to learn to bring it on your own. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. Uh, you, you know that when the Bible says that, that, that when the woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus, he knew that she touched her, him, even though it was, it was just the hem of his garment because he felt the virtue. You know how I know who's leeches and suckers in my life? It's because they're always sucking and taking something out of me and they're never giving anything back. Come on, somebody. And so when you come into the presence of God, sometimes uh, some people need to learn to get a hold of God and get in his presence on their own because otherwise you're just depleting me of what I brought. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That'll preach. Hallelujah. Because I, I often know this. When I get done ministering most of the times, I leave. You might leave encouraged, but I'll leave discouraged. You, you might leave uplifted and on fire, but I'll leave depleted because you can feel the virtue that leaves. Hallelujah. You've got to learn how to oftentimes stir yourself and to bring the presence of God with you. Hallelujah. To have uh, praise and worship on your way here. Don't wait till you get here to step into it. Get in the, in, in the mode on your way. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm not preaching that today. I, I, I thought I had a word and then it, I, I got up at 2.30 this morning, haven't been to bed since, and uh, because the Lord laid this on my heart and I can't get it out of my mind, I, I started really considering the, the condition of the body of Christ. If you were here Tuesday night, I, 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 I shared a word on the, the, the comparison between gifting versus anointing and how so much of, of what we think is anointing is really just gifting. And what we really need in the house of God is anointing. We need anointed praise and worship. We need anointed preaching. I, I had an issue over the last couple of weeks. I've been busy. And one of our pastors, they just, you know, uh, decided they were going to be done with ministry. And so I was scrambling to fill the pulpit. And when I got there, uh, there was all kinds of people that wanted to be the candidate. And I was looking and they were all gifted. And I had to tell everybody who was gifted no and look for the anointed one. 
and, and they didn't do it as well, but they, they understood the anointing. Somebody hear what I'm saying. And so I've been in that vein, and then the Lord brought this back to me, and, and I haven't been able to get it out of my mind, out of my spirit. And so I'm going to share this word today. And so I, I just believe it's the word of the hour. I, I believe this is a word for the body of Christ, not just here, but, 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 but just the word for the body of Christ, that Lord, please send a wind from elsewhere. You're going to understand this in a moment. And I can't help but to go to the, the, the only chapter that, 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 that stirs me when it comes to talking about the very wind of God. Acts chapter 2. You say, what are you getting at? Let me, let me begin by sharing this. Uh, several years ago, Los Angeles had a pollution problem. And it was so, so, so bad that they, uh, all the people and the politicians and that thought that they would uh, hire someone, a specialist and company to come in and examine and inspect and do all kinds of testing to figure out how they're going to get rid of this fog and this smog over the city and the pollution. And so they, after spending thousands and thousands of dollars, they held a press conference and... Uh, they held a press conference and the expert stood up in front of the microphone on live TV and he said this, he said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm embarrassed to give you this report to you. He said, I know you've paid a large sum of money for our findings and I've always tried to be honest. Therefore, honesty, I submit to you, watch this, that there is no solution for your pollution problem. He went on to say this, I'm reading it because I don't want to misquote it. He said, what we really need is a wind from elsewhere to sweep through your city and blow the pollution out to the sea and clean your city of the pollution. Now, hang on. You see, when the Holy Ghost came to fill the church, he came like a rushing, mighty wind to fill the upper room. Now, I want you to consider for a moment what the purpose of the Holy Ghost was. I, I want to remind you of something. We're going to get to the text in a moment, but I, I want to remind you of something that when the Old Testament ended, that God stopped speaking to men for 600 years. God stopped speaking to, to men for 600 years. People had lived and died and there was, there was not a word from God. There wasn't a letter. There wasn't a sound from God. Nothing came from God because the pollution of their souls had taken over. Nothing. Worship had become polluted. Their sacrifices had become polluted. Read, read, read your Bible. Find out what I'm telling you. There was, there was no power in it. You know how much stuff I hear today there's no power in? No anointing in, right? It was only religious routine they were going through. They did it for accolades and titles or whatever, you know. The problem kind of began when they began to worship other gods. When sin started filling the church. God stopped speaking for 600.
hundred years. And then Jesus showed up. Jesus shows up and for the first 30 years, he doesn't preach. Some more silence. I mean, Jesus shows up, but he's not saying anything. Hallelujah. As we, as we kind of get introduced to the, even the New Testament, it, it, it was almost as if there was no solution for all the sin that was happening in the world and even, yeah, in the church. No solution almost for all the corruption that was going on. As if there was no solution for the thing that religion had made the church. It was as if, watch this, it was as if there was a need for a wind from elsewhere to sweep in and start carrying the pollution out. To sweep in and bring something fresh and new to the church. To sweep in and bring a reviving of the church, a renewing, a strengthening, a refiring. Are you, is somebody hearing me? It was as if there was a, a need for a wind from elsewhere to push dead religion out, to, to drive sin out, to, to drive the pride and the ego even of, yes, the, even the early church out, to drive the pride and the ego of men out. There, there was a need of a wind from elsewhere to drive out all the things that begin to fill the church. Now that brings me to Acts 2. So let's go there. I know it's familiar, but if you have your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 2. We're going to start right there in verse 1 to familiarize you with this. I hear the sound of a rushing mighty wind. How many of you know we believe and I believe for some time that God wants to do something and, and we keep praying and believing that God's going to do something and, and, and yet it is, it is paramount that God begins with you and I. We, we cannot affect the, the world until we are allowing ourselves to be affected by him and his fire. When we were singing that song earlier, Lord, uh, Lord uh, uh, you know, send your fire you know, on us, uh, uh, let us to allow us be changed, let us set your fire, that has to be come our prayer that God in order for us to be used to change others Lord please first change us Lord send a fresh wind from elsewhere from somebody else God to just start blowing out of our lives and our churches God what doesn't belong and God blowing into our lives everything that you desire and that you need us to have amen Acts chapter 2 look at this verse 1 when the day of Pentecost had fully come they were with all with one accord in one place. That's important. All in one accord in one place. That's why I'm going to share this word for you. I, I don't care. I, I, I care about people, but I'm not concerned with who's not hearing this today. You're hearing this today. I need you to grab it and hear it and let's get in one accord. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly... Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. That's that wind from elsewhere I'm talking about. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. 
Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. Come on. And they were all filled, and not some of them, not some of them, not, not just a couple, not just a few ladies with their hair over here in a bun, not, not just a few holy rollers in the back, but it says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Let's stop there. They were all filled. Come on, there is an encounter that you and I will have that will affect all people. Everyone under the, under the influence of his presence. Everyone that will be influenced and affected by the wind from elsewhere. That's what I believe that God wants to do. What we're seeing, what we've been seeing is God touching here and there. How many have ever been in a church service and, and, and everyone else gets touched and stopped you? I mean, others are getting healed and you're like, hey God, you know, right? Or God's used me to heal everybody else and then I'm like, hey God. What's this? I feel you moving and flowing through me, and, and yet, yet, yet I leave in pain. Yet I'm leave still battling and struggling. Yet I'm still diagnosed the same as I was. Are you hearing me? And so we, we can get frustrated, and yet when I read Acts 2, they were all in one place, in one accord, and there was a sound of a rushing mighty wind. And I love that verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. In other words, no one was left out. Amen. I'm not going to be left out. In other words, you won't be left out. Hallelujah. You know what I found out is we're only left out if we want to be left out. He'll only pass by if, if we're not ready. But, but it says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. There was a rushing mighty wind. That wind that I'm talking about, it came from elsewhere. It, it, it was a wind that wasn't present, but it blew in from somewhere else. What you and I need, what I believe this, our church needs, what I believe the body of Christ as a whole needs is a wind from elsewhere. What I believe our nation needs is a wind from elsewhere. I, I believe that with all of my heart, that it will accomplish some things as we'll look at this today that we much are in need of today. Uh, the, the, the wind that came, it began to bring a cleansing. The wind that came made everything fresh, a alive and glad. The, the wind that came brought joy that was needed, joy unspeakable. The, the, the wind that came drove out dead religion. You know, routine and tradition. You know, dead religion of just going to church. I, I said something this week. Uh, there comes a point where we have to be, stop just going to church and start being changed by the church we're going to. There comes a point where that has to happen in our lives, where we need a fresh wind that will drive out all of the things that are polluting and diluting our lives, where we have a fresh wind that will bring forth what God is wanting to do in, in and through our lives, hallelujah, that it will drive out all the rituals and things that we do, just going through the motions and pretending where it will be a wind from elsewhere, a wind that will bring joy in our hearts, a, a wind that brought power and anointing to their words. Did you realize that when, when the day of Pentecost had fully come that we just read that it was after that day everything changed that the, 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 the men that had that, that had been even walked with Jesus the men that had had, had done some preaching their preaching changed 
Their words took on a, a brand new anointing and their, the words they spoke came with power and came with anointing that when they spoke, people listened, that when they spoke and they laid hands, things began to happen. You, you do realize, I, I hope you're still reading the same Bible I am, that even Peter, the one that went cussing and denying Jesus, that, that the Holy Ghost hit him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And it changed him so much so that he preached on the day of Pentecost, even after denying Jesus. Where it will change you and I that much. That, that's the kind of wind that you and I need to be breathed on again. The wind of God. The, a wind of the Holy Ghost. A fresh breath from heaven being breathed upon the body of Christ. That it will bring anointing again. That it will bring power in our words and in our worship. That it will do something more than just religion and going through the motions. That when you and I pray that people will be recovered and healed. Are you hearing me? That when we walk in a room, demons will tremble. Amen. Do you, you, we're all of us. Not just me. Not just you. But that when, when we go in a room, we'll shake some things up. Hallelujah. I want to be a church that can impact a city, not just a people here and there. Hallelujah. But that we're going to be known for shaking. I, I said the other week that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. I prepared you to, to get ready for the shaking. In other words, you need to not just be ready for the shaking. You better brace for the wind. And if you're not interested in change, he'll just blow you away. But if you're interested in allowing him to remove out of your life, I'm speaking more than you're receiving it today. If you're interested in receiving what God wants to rid you of, some of you are praying to be free from things, but yet you're still hanging on to him. God says, let me just blow. And if you'll just let him blow, he will begin to blow things out of our lives and, and bring restoration as on the day of Pentecost when they were all in one place in one accord. And suddenly, and suddenly, are you hearing me? We need to be in one place and one accord. God is speaking. God is speaking. I, I learned something about God. Someone said to me, I was speaking the other day, and, and, and they said to me, they said, you know, I just heard another preacher say, I said, good, keep listening. Because I often hear this, when God speaks, he'll speak of a, a, through a thread of authenticity and everything. If anyone's speaking some outlying word, I just pay that no mind and ignore them and usually think, okay, something's not right. Because God it will speak like that consistently into more than just one people. Hallelujah. And what God is wanting to speak is he wants to bring something fresh and new and he needs to bring it to the body of Christ when we were all united in one place and one accord and suddenly there'll be a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. Hallelujah. We, to a world that is looking for answers, the church has got to be in a united place. We've got to be in a place where we're listening and hearing and we have words of power. I believe this. I believe that, that we have to be a people that have power, that, that as as the world's looking for answers that we can speak with authority and power to situations and watch them change that we can pray and watch and the sick recover that we can pray and decree a thing and it will be established that's the bible that i read that's the Bible that I, I, I don't want to have worship with no power. I don't want to have word with no power. I don't want to have prayer without power. Amen. Uh, otherwise, it, it's a waste of time. I might as well retire and go to the beach, kick my feet up and say, well, I tried, right? But, but there, there's no point in continuing on if we're not going to do it with power and authority. I expect when I pray to see a result. I expect that if I lay hands on the sick, they, they shall, according to the word shall, meaning it will happen. It will come. They shall 
now recover. I expect if I preach the word, it will go forth, bring forth a harvest, and that we'll reap that. Amen. I expect when I give my tithe and my offering, I expect God to open the floodgates of heaven and pour me out a blessing that I don't have room enough to receive. Why? Because I have an expectation that I, 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 I'm, I'm being a faithful and obedient in what he's asked me to do, and so I place an expectation on that. I, I think we've lost our expectation. I think we've lost our ability to believe, and we've lost it because we, we're not speaking with power. Maybe some, but not all. That we're not worshiping and, and, and we're not worshiping going after him. That we need a fresh wind from elsewhere to blow on the church again. I don't want to be like every other place. I, I, I've always made that, Lord, don't let me be like anybody else. God, I don't want to preach like somebody. I don't want to act like. I don't want to, oh, none of those things. I don't want to try to fit into the mold of what anybody else, anybody else like that. That I, I'm just going to be me and it may not, not everybody's going to like it, but Lord, let me be me. And I want you and I to be a place that we shouldn't be a church like everybody else. You shouldn't be like every. You don't have to dress like nobody else or wear the same kind of clothes somebody else does. Are you hear me? You, you need to just have a fresh wind blow and you be you and watch what God will do. That That's what he did. God did something fresh on the day of Pentecost. And, and look what began to happen. Look what began to happen when they were all in one place in one accord. There became a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. Suddenly the wind from elsewhere came and they began to speak with boldness the words of life the words of life. They begin to speak with boldness. My God, we need boldness in the body of Christ again. We need boldness to come from our pulpits again. We need boldness to, to speak and to say what needs to be said, to call things that are not as though they were. We need boldness to call sin, sin. Hallelujah. We need boldness to, to stand up to un, uh, unholy and ungodly things. Are you hearing me? We, we've got to have a boldness and that only comes by the Holy Ghost. It only comes by a wind from elsewhere. Hallelujah. The, 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 the wind from elsewhere that swept out swept out all kinds of timidity and fear from them. Look, it changed the way the, these people were in the upper room. It changed them forevermore. It, 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 it caused all fear, all anxiety, all timidity to, to be moved from them to allow them to speak with boldness uh, like never before. Uh, what we need is a wind from elsewhere. I'm convinced that what we need is, is a modern day Acts 2 encounter with God. We need a wind to blow from elsewhere over the body of Christ, over over our nation, my God, over the nation of America, we need a wind to blow from elsewhere, a wind that, that, that uh, such a wind that if you're bound by drugs, it'll set you free. Such, such a wind that, that if we're bound by any kind of immorality, it's going to blow it off. It's going to blow it out of us. It's going to cause you and I to fall on our face in conviction. That, that it, 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 it's such a wind that, that if we're bound by alcohol, it'll set us free. Do, are you hearing what I'm saying? That Why is it? I, I said Tuesday night, why is it that so many people rave over all kinds of different worship music and stuff? But you know what I found? If, uh, if worship is anointed, people will get set free in worship. That's true. Before we ever get a chance to lay hands on you, there's a difference between anointed worship and gifted worship. Uh, there's a lot of people that can sing, but there's only a few people that are anointed. And if you get in an atmosphere of the anointing, people will start getting set free before the altar team ever gets a chance to lay hands on them. I've seen that happen under the anointing of God. You, 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 what I'm saying is, is you and I need a wind from elsewhere to breathe upon us, to breathe, to just to blow all of the other nonsense away so that you and I can be changed in the presence of God under the anointing of God. What I'm trying to say to you and I today is enough of you and I being in church and singing worship songs and people aren't getting delivered. I 
I want you and I to be in the middle of praise and worship and demons start being, being released off of people. I want you and I, while we're singing and worshiping, somebody walked by the church, they said last week or the week before, somebody told me, uh, they were walking by and talked to them and said, uh, they liked the sound that was coming from within the church. And he said, I think I'm going to stop down. Well, we're still waiting. Hallelujah. But I liked what he said. He liked the sound of what he was hearing. Are you hearing me? That there should be a sound. There should be a sound that comes. There was even a sound as on the day of Pentecost, because I believe that you and I need to be so uh, filled with the Holy Ghost, so full and, and drenched in the anointing of God, that when we're singing, demons are trembling. The demons are running scared that while we're singing, people will come in and get set free, that, 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 that the unsaved will get saved under the anointing of God. I don't want you and I to be in worship and people in our own church that are worshiping must be bound by drugs. Because we should be drenched in the anointing of God. Are you hearing me? If we are going to be the church of Jesus Christ that he has called us to be, Holy Ghost filled, water baptized, all that stuff. Are you hearing me? Then I walk in such a power and such an anointing that when I open my mouth, it's as if he speaks and it comes with power and authority that every uh, demon of addiction, every demon of poverty or immorality starts getting scared and fleeing. Somebody hearing me, we need a wind from elsewhere to drive out every other thing that's monotonous monopolizing and taking up space in our churches. My God. Not, not for views, not for popularity. Are you hearing me? But that's what draws people. Real, genuine anointing of God is what draws people. It does not fakes and fraud. The world has seen fakes and frauds. Are you hearing me? And that's why they saw it. But what, what we, you and I need to be is, Lord, I, I need to be the real deal. Send a wind from elsewhere, an Acts 2, uh, uh, when we are all in one place, a rushing mighty wind over my life, over this place. I believe that we've started to feel the effects of God trying to blow. And you know what? I, I, I had this, this imagery uh, in the middle of the night while I was up, and, and the Lord sort of reminded me of this word. I had imagery of of God trying to blow and breathe and set forth a wind and the body of Christ clinging on. Clinging and hanging on, trying to hold on to things that we're not really wanting to get because we've gotten so used to worshiping God with it. Allow, are you, are you here on, I'm saying, I'm getting so used to worshiping God even though we're filled with sin. Getting so used to worshiping God, even though we're a wreck. Getting so used to coming to church and not being changed by the church we're coming to. Hallelujah. Getting so used to being in, the, in what we think is the presence of God, but it really isn't the, the anointed presence of God. Are you hearing me today? God wants to do something brand new and fresh in our life. He wants to bring forth and blow a wind from elsewhere over our lives and over this place. We need a wind from elsewhere. Hallelujah. We need a wind from elsewhere that will come. And, 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 and it will take out all the pollution of our churches and our nation. Oh, God. I know I might be preaching to the choir, but other people watch our program, so we're just going to put it out there over the airways. Are you hearing me? We need a wind from elsewhere that will blow all the pollution out of the church, the body of Christ, the garbage that's being preached, the things that people are calling worship. My God, the, the things that we're adapting in the church. Are you hearing me? Ideologies and stuff that don't have any place in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, help me. 
belief and theology that we, we, we can't back up anywhere in Scripture, and we're, we're allowing it. We've got people sitting in pews and, and enjoying it and, and, and saying, yes, amen, that, that's what we need to do, and it has nothing to do with the heart of God or the Word of God at all. We need a wind from elsewhere to blow out all of that kind of pollution and the things that has diluted our lives. You've heard me say it. Lord, remove anything in my life that's diluting or polluting me diluting and polluting your anointing in my life. Remove it. That's what he wants to do is blow a wind from elsewhere in this place. The, the same kind of wind that needed to blow, blow through Los Angeles back in the day during that press conference is what needs to blow through you and I's life today. Uh, I, I believe this. If, if you and I know that you and I need a, a wind from elsewhere, that the body of Christ needs a wind from elsewhere, we, we should be giving God praise and shouting. As we were praising and giving God shouts of praise earlier, Just we were trying to wind down uh, praise and worship and you just kept shouting and kept praising see that's what it's going to take to bring a win from elsewhere where God says I see your desperation I see your hunger I see you're more desperate for me than you are anything else are you hearing what I'm saying that's the kind of cry that has to come from the body of Christ where you and I when I don't have to be on the piano and we're just going to worship anyway when we don't have to have drummers and guitars or anything else but we're just going to give him praise and worship anyway pure unadulterated worship and praise from deep within that deep will cry out to deep. Are you hearing me? I believe the body of Christ needs a wind from elsewhere to drive out everything that's diluting and polluting us. If we're going to change this city and not allow this city to change us, we need a wind from elsewhere. Yeah. Hallelujah. A wind from elsewhere that will be peculiar and that will be different and that it might sound. I believe there's a sound coming to the church that we've not yet heard. A sound of worship, amen, a, a sound of prophecy. I believe there are sounds that we've not yet tapped into in the body of Christ. Some of you might not have an ear to hear what I'm telling you, but there are things that we've not yet heard that God wants to unleash in the earth that's going to accomplish his will and his purpose for this hour that we are in. God wants to breathe a wind from elsewhere over us. We don't need any more religion. We need a wind from elsewhere. We, we, we don't need to, to stay in our religion and our routine and our traditions, what we need is a wind from elsewhere. When I see the condition of the nation, what the church needs is a wind from elsewhere. If we're ever going to help our nation, we need a wind from elsewhere. I mean, hallelujah, hallelujah. We don't need another election. We need another wind from elsewhere. I mean, come on. And the wee hours in the morning, I had the TV on just for noise and that, and I was seeking the Lord and praying and, and, and letting this word just, just you know, kind of simmer. And I, 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 all those political ads, and I just thought, God, none of them are the answer. What we need is a win from elsewhere. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? That there, there's not one individual or two that is the answer. It is a win from elsewhere for what God needs and wants to accomplish in our lives and in this, in this even our region, hallelujah. A win from elsewhere to drive away our old ways, a wind from elsewhere that'll drive away our old ways of thinking, a wind from elsewhere that'll drive bitterness and anger and resentment out of people's lives. Is somebody hearing me? Because there are people that are worshiping with stuff like that in their life. And, and we're not getting set free. 
We're not getting set free. And yet God says, let me help you. Let me just breathe a wind from elsewhere. You don't have to live with that. You don't have to carry that around like a backpack over your life. Let me set you free. See, that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. Everything changed when they were all in one place in one accord. And, and, and they began to be filled with all filled with the Holy Spirit. And all began to speak in other tongues. Amen. They, they, they were, it was like a something alive came in them. A fire shut up in their bones. Amen. And it, it, they began to speak in boldness. And so everything that was on them, the, 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 the part of Peter that caused him to deny Jesus fell off. Are you hearing me? Left. Every addict got set free. Because suddenly power was released. They, they, they begin to have clarity and understanding of some of the things that Jesus was teaching and doing. Now suddenly they, they had tapped into it and, and, and they, it was now a part of them and their life. And now they had revelation that they did not have before. And so revival started breaking out. Hallelujah. 3,000 people, the Bible says, got saved that day. Oh, come on, somebody. Because P Peter, the one who denied Jesus preached the word, not just any word, but he preached an anointed word filled with the fire and the wind of the Holy Ghost. Do you see what a difference a wind from elsewhere can make? My God, don't we need a wind from elsewhere in the body of Christ? Most of our churches haven't recovered since COVID. I mean, some churches have yet to open. They, 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 they couldn't afford to be without in service, and so they shut their door. I mean, you hear what I'm saying? You know why? Because we, we tried to have church without the fire and the wind of the Holy Ghost. And so the God allowed a virus to come, and it did some things, and it shut things down, and everything that can be shaken will be shaken. That which remains is of God. Hallelujah. And so here we are in a situation where now some people who had a nest egg, some ministries who had a nest egg set aside, they're still trying to have church, and yet it's not working because we're trying to have church without the fire and the wind of the Holy Ghost, and there's nothing happening. There's no, there's no juice power in the generator. Are you hearing me? I posted something earlier in the week on my public figure page. I said, I want to be so filled with the power of God, the, 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 the blood of Jesus over my life, that if a mosquito bites me, it'll run away singing, there's power in the blood. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You and I need to be so filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, that Walmart and Target and Eden Park and Texas Roadhouse and everywhere we go, they won't be the, why is it that this is the only place that we feel like we get our generator going and then we walk out the door and the generator gets turned off? Come on, somebody. I know that's not everybody, but that's somebody in this place. We need a wind from elsewhere to, to, to blow in a fresh wind of the Holy Ghost, to blow out every bit of pollution in our lives and in our churches and over our city and, and br breathe something fresh and brand new over our lives. My God, I, I, I just feel the unction of the Holy Ghost. We need a wind from elsewhere. We need a wind from elsewhere to blow not just over our city, but Lord, first blow over my life. God, blow over my life, blow every, over everything that's attached to me, over every person that's attached. Lord, blow off and away every leech that's attached to our lives. Hallelujah. Huh? Every leech that's sucking the life out of you and that they, they don't belong. I, don't know, I know some of you are afraid to clap about that, but the truth of the matter is some of you are allowing people in your life that shouldn't be.
You know what the day of Pentecost did? It immediately brought a separation. Some of you are afraid of the separation because you're just comfortable to what you think is supposed to belong. You need to let God blow the debris, the pollution, the dilution out of your life. Amen. Because you are never going to have, you are never going to step into what all that he has for you unless you let him set you free from it and them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes, God. Send a wind from elsewhere. Send a wind from elsewhere. I hope you're bearing witness of something I'm saying today. I'm preaching a little different because it's just burning in me that, that we need to be a place that, 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 that there's such a wind that blows in from elsewhere that, that we can't come to church and stay depressed. That I don't have to stay on anxiety meds or depression meds and serve God. Is somebody hearing me? That there is such a wind from elsewhere. That there's such a power and an anointing of God that it sets the captive free. It, 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 it sets those that are in bondage free. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. A real, lasting, absolute change. Not something fake. Not something fraudulent. I, I don't want people to give me a courtesy fall to the floor and get up and be the same. My God, stay down until you're changed. I was praying the other day for someone at a church and the woman just kept falling. Kept, I mean, I barely even got anything out. She kept falling. I told the other side, pick her up, pick her up. Finally, I said, would you stop it? And she wouldn't open. I said, open your eyes and look at me. I said, stop it right now. I said, until you are ready to let the fire of the Holy Ghost burn out everything, every devil that is in you, everything you're doing, don't you dare give me any more courtesy falls. Let God do what he needs to do. I said, stop playing. Stop playing. I said, you played all your life. Finally, finally, she started melting like a, like a cube. And we prayed and prayed and prayed. She got set free. But she was playing a game. Are you hearing me? We need to have such a fire and a wind of the Holy Ghost, my God, that, that we're going to get up and be changed. Changed. Where I can't come in to worship God and hate my brother. I, I, I know. I know because it's happening in the, in the body of Christ. I mean, you know. Our nation is so divided that we refuse to worship with people who have different views than us. Oh, my God. We need a wind of the Holy Ghost. We need a wind of the Holy Ghost when we're afraid to worship with people who look different than us, who act different. Somebody sent a message and said, I just moved to the area, but I don't speak English well. Do you have a, 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 a different language in your? I thought, oh, God. This was all part of our vision. It hangs on the wall that we'll be the first Spanish-speaking ministry in the area. And yet, yet, I said, God, we need somebody who can speak Espanol. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But yet there's a lot of churches, people are afraid to worship with someone like that. People are afraid to worship with someone of a different race, creed, or background. Are you hearing me? Yes, in America. Are you living in the same country I am where we're afraid to eat with people that act different than us? We need a wind of God when that's still going on. We need a wind of God when racism still exists in the church. We need a wind of God when all of this hate and vitriol is happening in the body of Christ. We need a wind of God. The solution to the pollution in this nation and in our church is a wind from elsewhere. I'm telling you, it's a wind from elsewhere. It's not the 2024 presidential, uh, 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 oh no, oh God no, God no. I mean, God has to move before then. 
God has to move before this year. Or somebody here, what I'm saying, that, that he has to move before this year's election. It, it, the answer isn't there. I know, I know they want us to believe that, but hear me when I tell you that is not the answer. The answer that we need right now in our church, in our families, the answer that we need for all the things that we are facing as a nation is a wind from elsewhere. That is the answer that we need. God is, I believe God is sitting on the edge of the throne of heaven and he's just waiting for the body of Christ to yearn like in Acts 2 where we would all be in one place in one accord calling out on his name and ready for a fresh wind and a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. I believe that. I, I can almost see in my, in my spirit that, that, that God just edging himself to the edge of the throne just waiting and anxiously awaiting my God for the church to cry out and say, yes, Lord, we want to win from elsewhere. Yes, God, we were done with church as we know it. I'm so sick of church as we know it. I'm so sick of the order of service as we know it. Why can't we preach first and then worship? Why can't we just come in and say, Holy Ghost, tear us up from the floor up? Why can't we be so full of the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost that the church can hit the streets? I said that on a midweek service. Pastor Michelle, she's preaching in West Virginia today. And, and she was like, let's go. See, we can't go unless we're so full of the power and the anointing of God because that devil will get you. Oh, what are you going to do when you come face to face with, with a demon? And you ain't filled enough with nothing to do nothing about it. Oh, and you know how much of the church that, that is? A whole lot. Hey, preacher, can you come pray for this person? Because, you know, they got a devil. No, you pray. I'm tired of dealing with them. Are you hearing me? We need to be so filled with the Holy Ghost you can deal with the devil all on your own that, that if you encounter one at Walmart, you can watch that thing manifest and leave. Are you hearing me? That if you encounter one on the street corner, you can watch that thing manifest and leave and be, that person be set free. Are you hearing me? But with the church, we're not equipped with the fire and the power of the Holy Ghost enough to be able to go and be the church that we need to be. Hallelujah. That's why we need a win from elsewhere. We need to win from elsewhere. I took a team to California University when our church was down near that way, and, and we just started ministering. I didn't get permission because I don't need it. I got the permission I need. Head of the Bible club showed up and said, hey, aren't you that preacher, you know, up there? I said, yeah. He said, you're supposed to. Go. I said, I don't have to do nothing. He said, who said? I said, because we don't need special approval. I said, I got the approval that we needed. Do you know in three days we led 355 people to Jesus? Remember, Lois, you were there. Three days, 355 Bible. We didn't just lead them to Jesus. We connected them to the, to the Bible college. You know, we, we got them tapped in to the things of God. Why? Because we, we got a, a couple of people, literally, a couple of people that were consumed with the fire of God. Consumed. We'd go walking down the streets of California University. Walk up on people. I'll never forget we were upstairs and near the cafe. Lots of meat, lunch and stuff. We were strolling down through there. Uh, and, and all of a sudden, uh, we, uh, one girl, Tracy, was with us. And we strolled over and she, she looked, said, Pastor, can, can I go on my own? I said, yeah, go on over. I'll be over shortly. By the time I got there, she started ministering to two guys. Here they were dating. And you know what? Our, she walks over and she goes, 
Did anyone ever tell you that God loves you and that he has a wonderful plan for your life? The guy said no. And she said, no. he, he, the one guy said, no, I don't, I don't believe anybody. Everyone's always told us that God doesn't, God doesn't love us. He doesn't like us. And she looked at him both. She said, no, I'm here to tell you God loves you both. He has a wonderful plan for your life. Do you know one of them started praying and the other, his boyfriend looked over at him and thought something weird was happening. About the time I walked over and his, his boyfriend looked at him and thought that his boyfriend lost his mind. The power and the anointing of God hit him and he started weeping too. Tracy led both of them to Jesus that day. All because we told him that God loved him and that he has a wonderful plan for the life. That was our end. It was letting them go that, that God wasn't sitting in heaven with a big ugly stick ready to beat them down and uh-uh, he loves you. And he has a wonderful plan for your life. And you know why it worked? It's because a wind from elsewhere blew through the church that week. And a couple people got a hold of it. And we knew that it was more than what we needed to contain in the, in, inside the church. And we hit the streets with the wind from elsewhere. You know, that's what happened in Acts 2. Sister, go ahead and put that on. I have some stuff that I plan to say. But I sense his anointing right now. That what we desperately need is God to do something in us and in this place that we can take out there. We desperately need God to breathe a wind in us and on us. I love everybody that's a part of Connected This Church. I love everybody that's a part of our e-online church. But I have to deal with who's here right now. So I can't be concerned with all the people who are missing. I need today, my prayer is today that you'll yearn for a wind from elsewhere that can hit you and touch you and reach you and impact us that when we leave this place that it will change us. That it'll birth a hunger in us and a desire in us that we can be a people that and go up to people that anybody ever tell you that God loves you and he wants a, has a wonderful plan for your life all over the place because you know what I know is Jesus is coming I know that's not popular I, I know that doesn't sell books or get views or it even popular on TV I, 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 I know that but he's coming and we're falling short body of Christ has fallen short what I know about the wind of God is he wants to blow and breathe so that you and I have the presence of God the anointing of God the boldness of him to speak to what we need to speak to but to demonstrate the absolute love of God I want to be a part of watching 
God and God alone. The power of his anointing and his presence bring a change like happened at California. To watch people's lives literally change in front of your face. To watch their eyes light up and realize that God loves them and he's just not sitting in heaven judging, but he loves them. And I want to be so filled with the Holy Ghost. And, you know, and, I, and I want every one of you to be so filled with the anointing and the presence of the Holy Ghost that we're just spiritual arsonists. That everywhere we go, we're just setting fires. We're spreading the fire of the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing me? I, I want all of our entire county to be set on fire for God. I, I want everywhere we go to just start taking the, the presence and the fire of God. I want the wind of God to go with us. What if this week, when that food distribution happens, see, I keep having these visions of not just what could be, but God says, this is what I want to do. I just need somebody to believe. I need somebody that'll come together in one place and one accord. Imagine. Imagine if the wind of God blows in this place today. Enough that it will blow through the distribution on Thursday when 1,200 cars pass through this property. Imagine what that would do to this county. Is somebody seeing and hearing what I'm seeing? We're talking it would be a bigger outpouring of the Spirit than the day of Pentecost that happened in the upper room. You realize that? We have access to more people this week than they had this week alone. On Thursday, April, you know you're you're here. On on Thursday, we get to touch 3,800 lives. That's how many people get touched roughly based on the 1,200 families we we, we, feed. 1,200 families, about 3,800 people. Think about that. We have the ability to touch them with the wind and the power of God by what we do right now. Do we realize we don't even have space to seat that many people? I've had visions for years about this outpouring that God's going to bring. That the same way that they make a line for the distribution that they'll line up to get into for the presence of God. I don't want them just lining up to give food. I want them to line up for something that, 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 will, that will satisfy them forevermore. And you know what? What is going to make that possible? You and I right now. You and I right now that say, God, I need a win from this. Over the past couple months, I'll say this, and I'm going to give an older call for the wind. Over the past couple months, I've been going through battle after battle after battle. Everybody keeps saying, Pastor, you don't look good. Pastor, you're losing weight. Yeah, I lost 20-some pounds in the middle of the battle. 
fighting for my life, fighting for everything that I believe in, fighting for everyone that I can possibly reach and touch. And what I know is none of us can fight when we're fighting alone. And that this is a battle that is not ours. It is the Lord's. And it is a battle that he says, let me fight it for you. For those of us that have been weary and well-doing, he says, even the word of God says, don't become weary in well-doing. Don't, don't faint. Let me breathe. Let me breathe. Even in Ezekiel, what happened when they looked at the valley of trap bones? They weren't just dry bones, but they were divided dry bones. And suddenly the prophet just... There's a breath, there's a wind from God that needs to come. Yes, to strengthen you and I for the battle that we're in. But it's to help you and I endure in the last times and the end times. But more importantly, it is the wind of God, a wind from elsewhere that but below. Like in Acts 2, while we're in one place at one accord, that we'll be so filled with the Holy Ghost that we won't just speak in other tongues, but there will be a boldness, an undeniable, unquestionable boldness that will come up over you and I, that we're going to change the people that we come in contact with, but we too are also going to be changed. We need a wind from elsewhere. Our city and our nation needs a wind from elsewhere, but before they can ever be the recipients of that wind, it has to be you and I. I can't take something to the nation that I've not first received myself. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet in this place. People at home that are still watching and still tuning in, that are hearing what I'm saying, you can stand to your feet where you are. My order call is just going to be real simple. And when you come, you can kneel or lay on your face or stand in His presence. But it's for people who say, Lord, I need a wind from elsewhere. You might need a wind to refresh you or to restore you. Maybe you need one to revive you. Maybe you need the wind to help just bring a boldness to do and be what he's called you to do and be. You, you, everyone in this place might need it for something different. And I, it's not necessary that I know what you need it for, but I know. that there is a people that need a win from elsewhere out there.
and we can never take it to him if we don't first receive the wind from elsewhere. The only thing that allowed the church to grow daily was the rushing mighty wind of the Holy Ghost that moved in Acts 2. God's been wanting to move and he wants to move right now. If you say, I need a wind from elsewhere, come, 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 just pray, kneel, stand, lay on your face, I don't care, but I want us to begin to cry out to God, tell him that you need a wind from elsewhere. That, 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 that you're not going to serve him without it. That we're done having church without it. That we're done praying and singing without it. That we're done doing anything without a without a wind from elsewhere. God, I need a wind. God, I need a wind from elsewhere. God, I need a wind from elsewhere. I, As you stand, as you kneel, whatever it is that you're doing, just begin to pray. Remember, Acts 2 says when they were all in one place. And all in one accord. Suddenly. Suddenly there came a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. I hear the sound of a rushing mighty wind. I hear the sound of a rushing mighty wind. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. We're in one place. We're in one accord. Lord, we need a wind from elsewhere. Uh, an Acts 2 wind from elsewhere. Some need refreshed and renewed or restored, revived. God, some need refired. Some just say, God, I can't go on without the fire and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I, I can't go on without this boldness. I, I, I don't want to serve you another day depressed. I don't want to serve you another day bound. I don't want to serve you another day with anything lingering on me that shouldn't be. And so, Father, we need a win from elsewhere. God, as a people, as a, as a church, God, as blood-bought saints of God, we, we need a win from elsewhere to come and, and rid us of things. We need a win from elsewhere to drive out all the pollution and the things that are diluting our lives and our anointing God today. So Father, our prayer today as we unite together in prayer and call upon your name, God, we do. We just call on you today in this place. We, we call upon you that God, that you would just send a wind from elsewhere. Send a wind from elsewhere. An Acts 2 kind of wind that God would drive out and blow. Just breathe and blow over our lives, God. Drive out everything that God does not belong. Drive out everything that 
that it's not supposed to be attached to us any longer. God, rid us of people and things that, God, are not a part of my destiny and my future in the name of Jesus, I pray. God, God, rid us of everything attached to us that's just not a, a part of the, the, the very culture of God, what you have for us, I pray. And breathe, God, blow wind from elsewhere. Come and blow over our lives. Wind from elsewhere, come and blow away tradition and religion and things that we, that we thought was the way to worship you. And God, I pray that as you blow, that you would just blow the fresh fire of the Holy Ghost on the body of Christ and God over our lives in this place. That Lord, we'd be so consumed with the, the presence and the anointing and the fire of God that it would be contagious wherever we go and whatever we do and whatever we touch God and whoever we come in contact with. That it spreads. God, send a wind from elsewhere. That God in this place, that even as we do a distribution this week, that God, it would just be like a, a wave of the Holy Ghost over this county. I just see it in the spirit, God. I, I see just this wave of fire that it would look like a forest fire, but God, no, 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 no. That's just the fire of the Holy Ghost. Burning and spreading. God, how we need a wind from elsewhere. God, how we need a wind from elsewhere. God, how we need a win from elsewhere. Just pray where you are. Pray where you are. If you could pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit. A wind from elsewhere. That suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Just, just, just pray. Just pray.
sending a wind today and tonight tomorrow and Tuesday and on Wednesday God send another wind and on Thursday God send another wind Friday and Saturday Father this is a week of prayer and fasting send the wind Send the wind. <laughs> Send the wind. Sound of a rushing mighty wind. get ready to see the wind in your life when it gets a little breezy later today you might want to step outside and just step in the wind I'm serious just let it be a, something physical that he's doing spiritually he's going to remove things that don't belong blow you into purpose Assert a boldness in you, my God. Lord, send a wind from elsewhere this week. That'll, that'll be my prayer. Join me in praying for that this week. A wind from elsewhere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This week, Father God, send your wind. Send the cleansing wind. Remove all the junk from our lives, Father God. And Lord, I just ask that as you remove the junk, that you just fill us, Father God, with your Holy Spirit and with your fire, Father God, that we be able to walk in your fire, Father God, and that those that we are around would know that there's something different about us and will want it. And Father God, I ask that as you, as we, everybody leaves, Father God, and they give their offerings and their tithes, Father God, I ask that you would just bless it and multiply it, Father God. It's in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. And, and I pray for protection over everybody, Lord, as they travel home. In Jesus' name, amen.